Good morning, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Contagion Sports is here for the debut podcast episode. I'm excited to bring it to y'all. Today's a very special day because it's the first one and I'm excited to get into it. Today's not an exciting day because today was supposed to be opening day. Unfortunately, the coronavirus had other plans. So the MLB start of the season is going to be delayed. Uh, Rob Manfred just recently talked about pushing the season, when it's going to start. It's rumored they want to get things started back up in hopefully May. So that would be lovely because that just leaves. We're almost at the end of the March. It gets April. We get through April and then May. Boom. So just, we're going to survive. But until then, I got a great episode for y'all today. While we're missing MLB action today, I got y'all covered. Because I'm going to be covering MLB for the first episode. Basically what I'm going to go through today is today, opening day, all 30 teams are supposed to play. There's 15 games listed. So I'm basically, what I'm going to do here is go through all 15 games. In each game, I'm going to go through both teams. Just a little a little review of the team. So if the season were to start today, or when it does start, you guys got an outlook for each team. So I'm going to go run down through each game. And each game, I'm going to go through each team. And I'll just pick a winner who would have won that game. But it's mostly for the outlook of each team so you guys know how each team is going to start up to shape the season when it does begin. So let's get right into it. First game I'm going to talk about is the Nationals versus the Mets. We got the defending champion Washington Nationals. What a rally they had last season. They upset Arguably one of the best teams in the MLB that season in the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was a mission to even make it out of the wild card round. They pulled a good string of games in the months of August and September to reach the playoffs. Unbelievable wild card game win. Upset against the Dodgers. Demolishing of the Cardinals. And a tough David versus Goliath match against the Astros. And they managed to beat the Astros. And now come to find out Astros are cheating. So it gives it even more value to know they did it despite that. So first game, our defending champs versus New York Mets. Uh, New York Mets, their rotation this year was good. But there's some sudden changes. Jacob deGrom, obviously the best pitcher in the MLB in my eyes. Besides Garrett Cole. He's their number one. Uh, Noah Syndergaard was originally supposed to be the number two, but Noah Syndergaard is now gone for the season. He's going to get surgery, so that'll end his season already before it even started. Which forces Marcus Stroman, the number three, to move up to number two. Michael Waka up to the three. And Rick Porcello, another acquisition, up to the four. As for five, it'll just depend on who they decide to call up for that position. Um, 
this Mets team, I'm not too excited about. I mean, they're getting Yoannis Cespedes back. Pete Alonso, you already know he killed it. And then you know, they got key players like Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil. They had an addition of Dylan Benzes from New York. So he should help bolster the bullpen along with closer Edwin Diaz, who had a pretty terrible year last year. So let's just hope he bounced back this year for the Mets. So that's their team right there. The Nationals. Um, this coronavirus can be sort of a... This is it's a terrible thing, but for the Nationals, it could be a blessing in disguise. As they just burned Max Scherzer and Strasburg in the playoffs. They had to carry the load in order to beat the Astros. So... They, Strasburg and Scherzer, definitely, Scherzer's aging. He's getting up there. So you want to lighten the workload on him, Strasburg. He had an MVP year last year, but if you know Strasburg, you know it's hard for him to get through a year because he's very injury prone. So this time that they're getting due to the coronavirus could be a blessing in disguise because it just gives them time to warm up the arm and depending on how many, if they cut back on games in the MLB, that's less innings Scherzer and Strasburg have to pitch, which is great because you want to keep your star players healthy. Alongside them, Patrick Corbin, the number three, Anibal Sanchez at the four, who who you could say is a key contributor in the World's, um, World Series and throughout the playoffs for the Nationals. Number five spot, it could either go Joe Ross or Voth. You could flip-flop either of them. Obviously, the huge huge storyline here is Anthony Rendon went to the Angels. So that is pretty tough production to cover. I mean, he league-leading 126 RBIs, a 319 batting average, uh, 34 home runs, along with a league-leading 44 doubles. That's going to be a very tough number of production to replace who are they going to use to replace that well they're either going to go as Rubel Cabrera Eric Thames Ryan Zimmerman or Howie Kendrick um all are they're not bad options but they're not great ones they're not going to replicate what Rendon did combined so it'll be tough to replicate his production if they could find just some way to get half of it I think they'll be They'll definitely be in contention to win their um their division. So that's Nationals and Mets. That game were to go on. I gotta give it to the Nationals. I mean they only lost Rendon. Still love their lineup with Trey Turner, Adam Ian. Uh they have a lot of great bats there and obviously solid pitching, so I would have gave the game to them if they were to play today. Nationals. On to the next game, we got the Detroit Tigers. Versus the Cleveland Indians. The uh, Detroit Tigers. Um, they picked up veteran catcher Austin Romine. Who will be at that catcher position. They also added um, first baseman CJ Crone from the Minnesota Twins. Had a solid season with them last year. So he'll definitely be good production for the Detroit Tigers. You know they got Maggie Cabrera who's probably going to be the DH now with Crone at first. They also added another Twins pickup, Jonathan Scope. So he'll be taking over at second base duty, which means Nico Goodrum, utility man, could 
play outfield, shortstop, third base, whatever you need them to. Their pitching rotation, obviously Matthew Boyd, all-star pitcher. Besides that, though, it's uh, you've kind of got average and below average pitchers, followed by Jordan Zimmerman, Spencer Turnbull, Yvonne Nova from the White Sox was a pickup. Uh, he's he's one of those inconsistent pitchers. You have good days and you have bad days, so he's an okay pitcher for the rotation. Then Daniel Norris, who who's healthy now. Fully healthy, has a full season to pitch, so I expect good production from him. And I eventually, I think he has huge upside to get over 10 wins this season. Uh, then the Cleveland Indians, they had Cesar Hernandez. They still got um, Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, Carlos Santana. They declined Jason Kipnis' option, so he's gone. Like I said, Cesar Hernandez will pick up his position. And then the outfield, it's going to be a battle. You only have three spots, and you have six who I believe are solid and decent options. You got Oscar Mercado is probably going to be the for sure lockup. After that, it's up in the air. You got Fran Mel Reyes, who has home run power there. I think he'll take one of the field, outfield positions. Delino DeShields, um, low 200s in the batting average-wise. But he does have that speed. They also have a Seattle Seattle Mariners outfielder from last year, Domingo Santana, who's worthy of a outfield spot. And then you got Jordan Luplo and Jake Bowers, who were on the team last year, all uh, average options in my opinion, but they're all worthy of a spot. So I think three notch a spot, and then one of the other. Three outfielders most likely is going to notch a DH spot. As for the rotation, uh, Shane Bieber, Carlos Carrasco, Zach Plesac, Adam Plutko, and Aaron Saval. Um, I'm not too enticed with this Indians team. It seems like everything's just going downhill ever since that World Series against the Chicago Cubs. They have just, it's been hard for them to make another run to get back to that point. So I don't expect much from them this season. Next game on the list, we got the Kansas City Royals versus my favorite team this year. Well, not favorite because I'm a Dodgers fan, but I think a very popular team that's going to go on the rise this year, the Chicago White Sox. I have a lot of, I see a lot of big things in store for them. I'll get into that. But as for the Royals, they got Salvador Perez back at catcher. You know, they got that core with Whit Merrifield, utility player. Plays any position, known for his um, stealing bases, solid batting average. He's just very reliable. Best, I, in my opinion, the best player on that team. Alberto Mondesi, who is hurt, but he should, with this time that the coronavirus has given the MLB, he should be fine and back in the lineup. First base, they don't really have anyone to cover there, so they'll probably go to Rhino Hearn. They did pick up Mikhail Frank, Franco from Philadelphia, so he'll be seeing in everyday starting role which he wasn't able to get in Philadelphia then you got Hunter Dozier who had a outbreak season offensive and defensively so he'll be playing third base should have another solid season with the Royals and then as for the outfield they were able to get Aaron Gordon I mean Aaron Gordon um Gordon back 
Um, Gold Glover, solid return for the Royals. Jorge Soler. And then, excuse me. Yeah, number four prospect, Khalil Lee. He's definitely in contention for that third outfield spot. But other than that, it'll probably go to Whit Merrifield, who'll play outfield while Nicky Lopez plays second base. As for their rotation, they got Brad Keller, Danny Duffy, Jacob Junis, and Mike Montgomery. Not too, nothing really going on there for the Royals. Oh, and backtrack, backtrack. As for the winner, the Tigers Indians, not a fan of both teams, but Indians would probably take that game. But back to the this game, the Chicago White Sox. Definitely a team I've been raving about all from ever since they've made a acquisition of moves. I'm just a fan of them going into this 2020 season. First of all, they picked up um, Yasmani Grandal, solid catcher. Had a good season with the Milwaukee Brewers last season. He's probably going to be rotating either the catcher or DH spot because they have another great catcher who was the all-star last year in James McCann. First base, they got all-star Jose Obreu who finished the season hurt in September. He could have played if he wanted to, but there's no need to just risk furthermore injury when they were even in contention. But now he has a chance to play into September That'll be meaningful games and what I believe is going to be a playoff uh, appearance for them. And you got Tim Anderson who just came off a batting title. Batting 335, beating out DJ LeMahieu. Definitely has potential to go 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. Always a threat on the bags. Um, Larry Garcia should acquire second base duties. Although their, their prospect Madrigal could eventually take over that. Then you got third baseman Yohan Makata. Had a solid season last year, which earned him a contract for five years, 70 mil. So rightfully deserved. He'll be at third base. And then another solid addition from the Texas Rangers. They acquired Nomar Mazzara, who I believe is going to have a great impact on this team. Eloy Jimenez, solid uh, season last year. He was hurt for a bit, but... He's healthy this season, and to top it off, they um he should be mentored by another solid acquisition in Edwin Encarnacion. He's aging, but he still has power, and I think he'll be there to mentor the young players like Eloy Jimenez. And then their pitching rotation, decent. It's above average. I mean, they got all-star Lucas Giolito, who I love. One of my favorite pitchers in the league. I expect another solid season, 15 wins upside from him. Possibly another Cy Young candidate um, for this year. Dallas Keuchel, solid acquisition. Another acquisition they got was Gio Gonzalez. And follow them up, Dylan Cease and Reynaldo Lopez, who are both inconsistent, but they have their good days. So if you get to get at least, shoot solid 10 wins from each that is that's a well done job love this white Sox team i do think they'll make the playoffs i'll get into the playoff predictions later after i finish all the games obviously 
they were to play today, I'd be taking the White Sox in that game. Next up, we got the Yankees versus the Orioles. Um, Orioles, there's not much to talk about here. Um, acquisitions, they got Jose Iglesias. Um, Chris Davis is looking for a bounce back year after having a terrible year. And then Reynato Nunez, solid season last year, 31 home runs and 90 RBIs. Looking to follow that up with another solid campaign. As for the pitching rotation, um, John Means is the only noteworthy pitcher I wouldn't even want to talk about. So he'll have to carry the load behind a subpar um, Orioles team who also lost Jonathan VR, one of their best players. So that's a lot of production that's going to have to be made up, most likely by Hanser Alberto. As for the Yankees, I was in love with this team due to their rotation. Not as much anymore. Uh, we'll see. I mean, solid solid lineup. DJ LeMahieu, Judge, Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Luke Voigt, Gio Urshela, Brett Gardner, and then Miguel Andujar is healthy now. Mike Tuckman is uh, most likely going to start for the last outfield spot only because Giancarlo Stanton is still hurt. He had a setback, but with this, like I said, coronavirus injury going on, there's most likely going to be time for him to recover, and he'll be back in the lineup by the time the season starts, probably. As for the rotation, which I had deemed all the way up until the start of the season as the best rotation, I am not deeming them that anymore they have Garrett Cole obviously in my eyes the second best pitcher in the MLB followed by Masahiro Tanaka uh, James Paxton was supposed to be the number three but he is hurt um, he'll probably be, be recovered by the time the season starts so he'll most likely slide back in that three which moves J.A. Happ to the four and then Jordan Montgomery at the five uh, Severino is most likely going to be the three or just in the rotation in general, but he is now out. So there goes that rotation that I was in love with. So they'll they'll most likely win their division, but I'll get into that in the predictions later. Next game up. Oh, and the winner from that game. I don't even have to mention it. It's obviously the Yankees. So next game up, we got the Boston Red Sox. Um, wow. You know, they're a mess now. Especially after after they got into the cheating scandal as well. Uh, not much for them. You got acquisitions with Jose Peraza. Um, okay bat. He played for Cincinnati last year. He's not going to be a difference maker. But he does... Give them consistency for the second base position. They had a hard time finding someone who could play second base all year because of Dustin Pedroia, he's always hurt, and they just they just flipped uh, many different players at the second base position. Then they acquired outfielder Kevin Pillar. I I like Pillar personally. I think he was a solid contributor for the Giants last year. I think he'll definitely help them this year. He'll help definitely get production that they'll be losing from the Mookie Betts trade. Uh, Xander Bogarts, Devers, you already know that's your core right there along with Ben Attendee and JD Martinez. Uh, 
acquisition, most notable one is Verdugo from the Dodgers, who I'll miss. I'll miss a lot, but not when I start seeing Mookie kill it for us. But besides that, um, um, Verdugo is injured. He has a stress fracture in his back. But with the time we have, because of the coronavirus, he will be back, most likely. As for the rotation, I am not too much of a fan. Eduardo Rodriguez, Nathan Eovaldi. I do like Martin Perez from the Twins that they acquired. I think he'll be a solid number three option. I think he'll end up being the best pitcher on that team, personally. And then Ryan Weber, but besides that, they don't. I think they'll be having a hard time finding their identity this year. So we'll see how they do. Don't see them making the playoffs this year. The team they'll be facing, if they were to play today, would be the Toronto Blue Jays, who I like their team. I think they'll be a fun team to watch. Don't think they'll be in any contention for the playoffs, but I do think they'll be a fun team to watch this year just because they're young core. I mean, they got Bo Bichette, Kavan Biggio, and Vlad Jr., who all showed great flashes last year. Now they're going to have a full season to play, so I see a lot in store for them. And they got solid hitters, Randall Gruchuk, Till Oscar Hernandez, and Lourdes Gurriel, all capable of having a hot bat. And when their bats are hot, they definitely aren't a team you want to mess with. As for the rotation, uh, they acquired Hinjin Ryu. I think he'll have a solid season for the Blue Jays. They also acquired Tanner Rourke and Chase Anderson. So they'll be the top three most likely, along with Matt Shoemaker and Trent Thornton. It's not a I think it's a above average rotation. Don't think it's one that kind of scares you. But they'll have an okay year. I just think they're still in rebuild mode. Just trying to figure it out. So winner from that game, I I'd most likely I'd probably give it to the Blue Jays. If Ryu with the opening day starting, um, he has a solid outing against a Red Sox team that's going to have a hard time finding themselves during the season. So I'll go with the Blue Jays here in that game. The next game uh, I'm going to be talking about is the Twins and the Oakland Athletics. They got a rotation of Sean Manaya, Frankie Montez, Jesus Lazardo, and AJ Puke. And then for the fifth spot, you could either go Chris Bassett or Mike Fires. So, I mean, the A's rotation is... Ah... Uh, B plus. Let's give it a B plus. I think they they have good potential. Frankie Montes really had a good season till he got suspended for his PEDs. But other than that, I think they'll have an up and down year. They do have a solid core of players in Matt Olson, Marcus Simeon, who had some playoff. I mean playoff MVP consideration just for the solid season he had. And he was one of five players to play all 162 games. So I expect him to be solid production for the A's this year. Matt Chapman, Chris Davis is going to look for a bounce back season. Had a pretty rough outing last season. And it was his first time since 2015 he didn't hit 40 home runs. So he'll look to get back on that 40 home run track. So I think the A's are going to be another team that's going to have a tough time finding their identity. They'll be up and down all season, so we'll see how that goes for them. Next team I want to talk about, Minnesota Twins. 
they were a threat last season. They didn't pan out. The Yankees just totally demolished them. Didn't give them a chance. This season could be a different story. I do think they have arguably one of the top rotations in the league. Not the best, but it's up there when you talk about top rotations. Jose Barrios, Jake Odorizzi, Kenta Maeda, who they acquired from the Dodgers. Homer Bailey, another solid acquisition, played for the Royals and the A's. And he did okay. Then Julius Chassin from the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, as for the lineup, one of their most notable acquisitions was Josh Donaldson. Solid acquisition there. He's going to be playing third base, most likely, which is Oz Miguel Sano to play DH because he's not <laughs> he's not a solid uh, option on the field defensively. So I think Donaldson is the way to go. You got Mitch Garver, Eddie Rosario, Nelson Cruz, Byron Buxton, who's dealing with a shoulder injury. His uh, return date was supposed to be mid-March, so it would have been around this time, but he'll definitely have plenty of time to recover now with the extension of the season. And then Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco, they pretty much have the same team last year and improved starting pitching rotation. So I do see them as a top threat in the AL. Winner of that game would obviously go to the Minnesota Twins. Next game up, we got the Colorado Rockies versus the San Diego Padres in an NL West showdown here. Um, one thing about the NL West, I think it is going to be very competitive. Hasn't really been. Dodgers have found their way of easing through the division to secure it with ease, no trouble at all. But I think the Dodgers will have... A tough time this year. I still think they'll obviously be NLS champs. Obviously, they're World Series favorites, but they're going to have some competition this year in their division. These teams in the NLS have improved. Uh, starting with the Padres, um, I always like their team. They're a young, up-and-coming team. They have a prospect, catching prospect, Luis uh, Campanzano. Who's I feel is going to be competition for Francisco Mejia and Austin Hedges. Fernando Tatis Jr. Love that kid. Think he's going to have an excellent year. He's going to kill it. He's I'm just so excited for him. Think he's going to have a great season. You already know they have Manny Machado. Who him and Harper didn't really go off last year. I think it'll be a different story this year, though. Uh, mate, one of their biggest acquisitions, though, was Tommy Pham. I don't know what the Rays were doing trading Tommy Pham, but he is going to thrive with San Diego. He'll be in the outfield with Trent Grisham, another acquisition from Milwaukee and Will Myers, who will look to find his uh, groove this season after having a struggle of a season somewhat last year. Their pitcher rotation is going to be Chris Paddock, Dennison the Met, Garrett Richards, Zach Davies, and Joey Lucchesi. And they'll I believe they have one of the best, if probably top five, top three bullpens. Kirby Yates, Emilio Pagan, and Drew Pomeranz. They have so much depth there. They also got Strom, Jose Castillo. So they'll be and Craig Stammen as well. So they'll be they're not someone you want to face late innings if you are down. 
So then we go to the Rockies. They still have their core there. Trevor Story. Arenado had a little fiasco for a while, but things have been resolved. You had Daniel Murphy. Blackman and David Dahl. Their rotation is going to be Herman Marquez, John Gray, who's either he gets 10 strikeouts with one earned run, or he give you like 10 strikeouts with like seven earned runs. He's a very inconsistent player, but he's guaranteed the strikeouts, that's for sure. Kyle Freeland, who's looking to finally find his groove this season. He had a terrible 2019 season that got him demoted. After just having a spectacular 2018 season, so you'll look to find his groove this season in 2020. Antonio Senzlata, another solid pitcher. He's been reliable, been reliable, so he'll be in the rotation. And as for the number five spot that's up in the air, but they did acquire Ubaldo Jimenez, who is looking to find his groove this season as well, so we'll see how he does. As for the winner of that game... Probably going to have to go Padres. I just like that Padres team. They're a young team. I think they'll give the Dodgers some fits this season. Uh, another game. The Brewers versus the Cubs. Now, Cubs, they're not a team I'm raving about. I mean, they'll still be solid with Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras. And their rotation is a solid rotation. Hugh Darvish, Kyle Hendricks, John Lester, Jose Quintana. In number five spots, probably going to go to Chatwood or Alzale. They'll be, they'll be middling this year. They'll be an all right team. Don't think they'll cause too much ruckus. As for the Brewers, definitely think they'll be front runners to win their division. They acquired Omar Narvaez. Also, first baseman Justin Smoke from the Blue Jays, who had a solid season last year for them. And then Keston Hira, looking for another a superb sophomore season. He was he did well this year. He uh, not a very good defensive presence, but he did hit 19 home runs last year, which is third in Milwaukee's all-time rookies list behind Fielder and Braun. So I expect... The hitting to be there. Hopefully he get his def- defense on track. Then you already know Christian Yelich, MVP candidate. Always every year. Ryan Braun's going to be there. Lorenzo Cain. Um, and then Sogard and Arcia. They're going to be fighting for that shortstop spot. As for the rotation, it's a pretty interesting one. You got Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson, Eric Lauer and the pitcher not many will know about, but I think we'll find out about. Limblum. He pitched in Korea last year. He's won their version of the Cy Young the last two seasons, and he won the 2019 MVP. So I think he could be a surprise pitcher that could be just burst onto the league. So I think there's a lot of potential for him. So for the winner of this game, gotta go Milwaukee. No way I'm not taking them this year, so. Yeah, Milwaukee's front runner to win that division. On to the next set of games. We got the Milwaukee, I mean, Milwaukee. The Atlanta Braves versus the Arizona D-backs, who I believe 
also are going to give the Dodgers a fit with the complete rotation, which I'll go any right now. Their batting is, uh, I could believe, solid this year. You know, Cattell Marte, Eduardo Escobar, David Peralta, Christian Walker all played solid for them last year, and they only got better by adding Starling Marte from Pittsburgh and Cole Calhoun, who's very reliable for the Angels last year. And the rotation is solid. Madison Bumgarner, Robbie Ray, Zach Gallen, who I was in love with last year, played for the Marlins. Solid season. I think he could be their third best pitcher to go alongside with Mike Leak, who played for Seattle, and then Luke Weaver. Solid. It's one of another top rotation in my eyes in this league. But they'll have themselves a tough time in the opening series against the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves are going to be, I think they could be World Series favorites as well if they can get past the Dodgers, which we'll get into later. But additions they picked up, most notably Marcelo Suna from St. Louis. Solid addition for them. Gives definitely the outfield competition. And they picked up catcher Travis Darno from the Tampa Bay Rays. He'll probably be switching occasionally with uh, Tyler Flowers. Tyler Flowers isn't a bad option. Solid production from him last season. And they got their core, Freddie Freeman, um, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies. Looking to get production from Austin Riley, who showed flashes of potential last season, then had a little slump. So for the meanwhile, while he's going to find his groove, most likely not in the majors, it'll be Johan Camargo who takes over for that position. It's for the outfield. Like I said, it's going to be Osuna, Acuna, Nick Marquez, but you also got Adam Duvall and Ender and Ciarte, who are also solid options to play the outfield position. I think it helps them to have depth just to get their players rest. You know, Osuna, Acuna, Marquez is aging, so you want to get those two players some rest. And that's when you can fill in Ender and Ciarte and Adam Duvall. As for the rotation... I also think it's another one of the top complete rotations in the league. You got Mike Sororka, Max Freed, Mike Fultonavich, uh Sean Newcomb, and Cole Hamels was an addition. He is hurt, but he should be back just because of the time he has to recover. So they have, in my eyes, but I believe a solid rotation this year. Winner of that game. They're most likely going Mike Sorka, Bumgarner. Sororka was lights out. Untouchable, so I gotta go with the Braves here, especially with their bats. Next game, another team I'm raving about in the AL. The Texas Rangers versus the Seattle Mariners. Mariners, I am not a fan of. I think they're gonna have a terrible year. Mitch Hanniger is injured, but he'll be back because of the time that's extended because of the coronavirus. Joining him in the outfield will probably be Kyle Lewis, who showed flashes last year. Should have a good season this year. Malik Smith, up and down, but he's a speedster who's known for stealing bases. D. Gordon's going to be playing in the backup role because he lost his job to Shed Long. Kyle Seeger and Vogelback are going to be options that are in the lineup uh real quick i'm gonna stop real quick because someone is cutting the lawn so 
Let me move somewhere else. Be right back. Alright, I am back. Uh, now let's get to the team that I am really ready to rave about. The Texas Rangers. Uh, they did make uh, acquisitions. They got Robinson, Trinos, and Todd Frazier who will only boost the lineup. They got a good core with Elvis Andrews, Shinsu Chu, Joey Gallo. And I think they could get a possible breakout season from Willie Calhoun, who's injured with a jaw injury. But because of the coronavirus, he will be back by the start of the season. And I believe they do have one, I, my eyes, top three rotation. Top three, if not one of the best in the league. They got Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, Corey Kluber, uh, acquisition from Cleveland, Kyle Gibson, an acquisition from Minnesota, and Jordan Lyles, an acquisition from Milwaukee. Three solid acquisitions that'll boost their lineup, I mean the rotation. And they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this season. Them and the White Sox, be on the lookout. We'll see if they make my playoff predictions. Uh, winners of that game, though, Rangers by a long slot. I think Mariners are in rebuild mode. Don't know what they're doing there, so they'll be having a pretty bad season in my eyes. Next game, Cincinnati Reds versus the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Reds, I think they do have a solid rotation. Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray bounce back. Trevor Bowers should have a solid season. Anthony DiSclefani and then Wade Miley from Houston. That'll get them through, a, I think, a a good season. Um, they definitely, a huge acquisition in Nick Castellanos from Chicago. I think he'll have a pretty good season with them. They acquired Freddie Galvis midseason last year. I think he'll be solid production there. You know, then they got Joey Votto. Nick Senzel, Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez, who had a solid season for the Reds last year. And then pickup of the year for them probably would be Mike Moustakis, landed from Milwaukee. I think he's going to have a solid season with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, so these Reds pitchers definitely have run support coming for them. As for the Cardinals, they're a team that you know, they didn't really... You were wondering why they were in the postseason. Because they didn't really make much of an impact. Rotation this year is going to be... Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson, Adam Wainwright. Mike Michaelis is dealing with injury, but... I mean, Miles Michaelis. Pardon. He's dealing with an injury, but... He won't be back because of the delayed season. And then for the five spots, most likely Daniel Ponce de Leon. And they still have their core. They got Dijon, Goldschmidt, Yadi Molina, Colton Wong, Matt Carpenter, but they're not enticing options. I do like uh, Tommy Edmond if he gets a definitely a full slate of games this year. He's 304 average. He's a switch hitter. I expect some solid production from Tommy Edmond this season. If I had to go pick a winner from this game, Luis Castillo is one of the best pitchers in the league as well. So. Obviously goes in favor of the Reds. Next game is going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Tampa Bay Rays, who made some noise last year and nearly upset the Houston Astros. 
didn't quite pull it off. Don't think they'll be making much of a run this season due to some departures, but they do they are backed by a solid rotation. Blake Snell, Tyler Glass now is healthy. Charlie Morton, solid three pictures. Then you got Ryan Yarbrough and Yanni Trinos. And then rookie Brandon McKay had a decent output last season in the games he played, so I think he'll eventually crack into that rotation. You know, outfielder is going to be Meadows, Kevin Kiermeyer, and the people they acquired for Tommy Pham, Hunter Renfro, and Manuel Margot. So then they have Yandy Diaz, who's looking for a breakout season this year. As for the Pirates, not an enticing team. Well, only player I'm really raving about is Josh Bell. They did get good production from Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds. And then they acquired Gerard Dyson from Arizona. And they'll, they'll be another team that's probably going to look for their identity. They'll be up and down. Their rotation is okay on a good day. Joe Musgrove, Chris Archer, Trevor Williams, Mitch Keller, and Derek Holland acquired from San Francisco. Um, they're all inconsistent pitchers. You know, they'll they'll have their good days and their bad days, but this team's not a team I'm a fan of. So if they would pick a winner, obviously the Tampa Bay Rays have the edge here. They'll be in contention in the playoff race. I'll get to the predictions later as we get to the final games in this slate of opening day. You got the Philadelphia Phillies versus the Miami Marlins. Um... This Marlins team is in rebuild mode. Um, I think they have potential here. Brian Anderson is probably their best player last year. 20 home runs and 66 RBIs. He's He'll be backed up by a decent crew. Like I said, Jonathan VR left Baltimore. He is now in Miami. That is a huge boost to their team. Um, Garrett Cooper is going to be at first base. Probably switching with Jesus Aguilar, who they acquired from Milwaukee. They got Francisco Cervelli, who's a catcher, but he'll be most likely playing second fiddle to Alfaro. Miggy Rojas had a decent season last year for the, in Miami Marlins terms. Uh, batted 284 with 49 RBIs, which earned him a contract extension. They also added Matt Joyce. Matt Kemp is not on the major league team. He's on a minor league contract. But he, if you know Matt Kemp, that's my boy. He could possibly make it up to be the third outfielder. And then they acquired Corey Dickerson. I loved in Pittsburgh last season. Definitely going to, uh, he was in Pittsburgh and then Philadelphia. Definitely think he'll be doing work in Miami. So this Miami team is has a Decent rotation. Sandy Alcantara, all-star. Caleb Smith showed huge upside. Pablo Lopez has upside. Jordan Yamamoto, 23 years old, showed upside. And Jose Urena, who's another inconsistent pitcher, but when he pitches great on a good day, he you get solid production from him. So they have... They're, they're a sleeper rotation. This Miami Marlins team, I don't believe, will be in playoff contention. But... They'll be looking to be play spoiler when it comes to September 
for those teams who are trying to make that playoff push. So be on the lookout for the Marlins for their spoilers. They'll be going against a team that's looking to make a serious push this year in the playoffs, the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, they got solid core. J.T. Realmuto, Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura. They acquired Didi Gregorius, who should be a huge boost in that lineup. They also acquired Neil Walker. Then they got Logan Forsythe. Long, they have Scott Kingery, who could play different amount of positions in that team. And you're on the outfield, they have Bryce Harper, their star acquisition. Jay Bruce McCutcheon is hurt, but with this time of the delayed season, he should make his way into the lineup by then. For now, if he doesn't, Adam Hazley will probably take over his spot. As for the rotation, another one of their star acquisitions will be Zach Wheeler. To go along with Aaron Nola, Jake Arrieta, Zach Eflin. And the fifth spot will probably be a competition between Nick Favetta and Vince Velasquez. They could possibly run a six-man rotation just to give Nola or Wheeler or an aging Arietta a day off. So this team will be in contention. Will they make the playoffs? We'll see. We'll get to that in my prediction. We're down to the final two games on the slate. The Los Angeles Angels and the Houston Astros. Now, the Astros rotation obviously suffered a huge loss. They not only lost the World Series, shit has gone downhill. They lost the World Series. They got caught cheating, which the whole world, not just the MLB world, everyone knows and hates this Astros team. We wish... We wish them a terrible season. And it looks like it could possibly be that way. With Verlander, Granky will have their solid seasons. But after that, you know, it's up in the air. Lance McCullers is back from injury after being gone all of last season. But you don't know what production you'll get from him, especially coming off of an injury. Then you got Jose Acuiti. But they lost Garrett Cole. They lost Wade Miley. That's production in their that's production that they lost. So it'll be hard to make that up. Um, the lineup, you guys already know the lineup. Correa, Bregman. You got Brantley. You got Martin Maldonado, Springer. Um, most, the player I'm excited about, though, in Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez. Raved about him last year. Going to rave about him again this year because he's got a full season to work with. He only played 87 games last year. In those 87 games, 27 home runs, 70 RBIs, and a 313, 313 batting average in 87 games. Now imagine if he had the full 162. Oh my goodness. That is double the production. <laughs> That's basically over 140 RBIs. Don't think he'll reach that, obviously. He's obviously due for some regression. But I think it'll be very, very, very slight regression. Keep a lookout for Jordan Alvarez. He, if he does go off again like he did last year, could be in the MVP talks, but that's a discussion we got to wait on. As for the Angels team, obviously known for their star acquisition, Anthony Rendon, that production is going to boost this lineup. And finally help get Mike Trout 
to the playoffs. Their catcher, they got Max Stassi and Jason Castro most likely going to be flip-flopping. Um, obviously, Anthony Rendon's going to be at third base now. Mike Trout, Pujols, Tommy LaStella, David Fletcher, Andrelton Simmons, Justin Upton, and Brian Goodwin going to cap off the last outfielder spot. Although, keep an eye for someone who could take uh, Brian Goodwin's spot. Joe Adele, their number one prospect, could see playing time eventually if they call him up. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, pitching rotation, not the best, but they have a rotation, which is what they have been lacking. That's what's been hurting them from making the playoffs. But they got one now. Um, Heaney, Andrew Heaney is a solid pitcher. Love him. Think you'll have a good season if he can stay healthy. Griffin Canning, another solid young pitcher. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Do see a good with that lineup they have. He's a candidate for over 10 wins. Uh, Dylan Bundy, an acquisition from Baltimore. He is probably in Baltimore. He was probably their second best pitcher behind John Means. He wasn't no fascinating pitcher, but he's he's a Decent option. If he could have a decent day, he'll definitely have the run support, which will lead to the win. So, a, definitely a, an acquisition that was that'll be worth their while because they de- they do need it in a rotation. And then they picked up Julio Teheran, veteran who played for the Braves. Definitely think that's another acquisition that'll help them. They have a rotation, and they have a solid lineup. They are gonna be dangerous. Let's get Mike Trout to the playoffs, wishing them the best. And I'm wishing the Astros the worst. And to cap off this season, I think it'll be the Angels who make a statement win against the league and world-hated Houston Astros. Which brings us to our last game, the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's get to the Giants first so we can save the best for last. Uh, the Giants, they got, you know, Buster Posey, Brandon Bell. Uh, they acquired Yomer Sanchez, who his bat's not very consistent, but his fielding is solid. He'll probably play second base. Um, Evan Longoria, third base. Brandon Crawford. They acquired Hunter Pence, who is a fan favorite, so I know they'll love that pickup. They also acquired uh, Billy Hamilton. Probably won't crack the starting uh, outfield, but he'll definitely make an impact due to his speed on the bags. Um, Mike Krzyzewski, loved him last season. Think he'll have a solid year this year. And then Alex Dickerson, who is another candidate to see a solid production. Their uh, pitching rotation, Johnny Cueto's back. Think he'll have a good year. Hopefully he can stay healthy for them. Jeff Samarja. Kevin Gossman, who's going to be a good pickup. Drew Smiley and Tyler Bede. Like I said, all these teams at NL West have been uh, improved. And I think they'll give the Dodgers a fit. And while I think they'll have the Dodgers will have a fit, the Dodgers just got that much better, though. Just all I got to say is Mookie Betts. Star acquisition. Probably that shook up the whole MLB. Uh, the rotation top three or 
top five in my opinion. You could, they're arguable for any one of those spots. Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, David Price, Alex Wood, Julio Rios. Um, they got some production to help bolster their bullpen, which is what we've been needing. I'm a Dodger fan, so um, we definitely needed help in the bullpen. Uh, Pedro Baez is going to be there. Joe Kelly. Uh, Grad Raw from Minnesota was a pickup they made in the Kenta Maeda trade. I think he'll have a decent outing with us this season. You already know Kenley Jansen is our closer. Adam Kolarik showed flashes last year. We got Ross Stripling and Oakland A's closer or former closer Blake Trinan, who struggled last season, but the year before that, he was one of the best closers in the league. And if we could get that Blake Trinan, oh man. Oh man. Ninth and eighth innings, no runs are getting through. And that's all backed up by the solid damn lineup. That catcher, fan favorite, Will Smith. You got Max Muncie, Gavin Lux, another fan favorite that's up and coming. He'll be playing second base. You got JT, consistency at third base. Siegs, uh, he'll look at to get it on track this season. Outfielder, I don't got to say much. We got Pollock. He got Mookie Betts and the MVP, Cody Bellinger. And to top that off, if player needs rest, they're backed up by more solid production and Matt Beatty, CT3, Chris Taylor, and then Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson. So we are looking at another great season. I'm just hoping we're not going to get disappointment. Everybody knows these guys are World Series contenders. Can they actually do it this year? We'll see. As for the playoff predictions, I don't want to get into who's going to win the World Series. I'm more getting into who's going to win basically the their divisions and make the wild card spots. So, these are the hot takes of the year. This is basically the hot take for me. So remember this, write this down, and by the end of the year, we're going to remember what I said, and I'm really confident in my picks. So we'll start with the... We'll start with the NL. In the NL East, I think it's no question that Atlanta Braves will notch the division. The NL Central, I don't think the Milwaukee Brewers have any competition, so they'll notch that. NL West, I don't got to say much. The LA Dodgers, obviously. Although it'll be a fit for them to win it, but they'll still win it by a good margin. And then, for the two wild card spots in the NL... It's going to be two NL East teams. I think the Nationals will want to run it back and see what they could do. And then the second wildcard team, I think the Philadelphia Phillies notch it. So we got three NL East teams in the playoffs. That'll be interesting in my predictions. So that's a hot take for me is that we got three NL East teams worthy of playoffs. As for the AL... Obviously, the AL favorites to go to the World Series were the New York Yankees. But I think that has, uh, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to be them. I think Minnesota Tim Twins will wreak havoc for them. And they'll be looking to get revenge after pretty much... they, were, they 
Yankees made him look like a joke. So I think the Twins will have something to say about that this year. For the AL West, I have the Los Angeles Angels finally getting back to the playoffs. Getting the GOAT Mike Trout into the playoffs. So see what he can do backed by a solid lineup. And a pitching rotation that they finally now have. Now this is the hot take of the year. I have an AL Central team. The team I've been raving about. The Chicago White Sox with the first wild card spot. They have a solid team and I'm ready for them just to make that immediate boost from a shitty team to a playoff contender. And here's the hot take of the year. I got an AL West team. Again, so we had the Angels from the AL West. But this AL West team is not the Houston Astros. I have the Texas Rangers notching that second wild card spot. You heard me right. The Texas Rangers. I think I'm in love with the rotation. If they get consistency in the bats with production from Calhoun, um, Frazier, and Chirinos. This team is not a team you want to mess with. And they're, and these Angels and um, Rangers teams are going to give Houston a problem. I think Houston's just going to be on a down year. They're the hated team. I think they're going to struggle this year, especially with improved AL teams. So I think they'll be finding it a very hard time. They'll be in the playoff race, don't get me wrong. But my hot take is that they will not make the playoffs. And they will be the Angels and the Rangers instead that make it. So that pretty much sums it up for this episode. Went through all 30 teams in the MLB, all games. Just to give you a little short just a little short outlook of each team. Just so you know what to expect. So that's pretty much it. Um, that covers it. This is the MLB episode. I wanted to give y'all, I know, like me, you guys are probably depressed we are without MLB, but it's okay because we got the first opening day podcast from me. So that does it. Thank you for listening. Uh, shout out to, uh, shoot, I don't got any shout outs. Just if you actually listen to this, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes because now we got MLB covered. I want to get into the free agency in the NFL and definitely want to talk about NBA going outlook for each team. But this does it right here. This was opening day, not for the MLB, but for my podcast. So with that being said, Drizzy Drew is out. Stay tuned at Contagion Sports. We will be back. Have an amazing day. Thank you.